0: Five, four, three, two, one. 3, 2, 1. Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble and Little Podcast. I'm Joe Dubbs.
1: Oh, and I'm Andy. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> messed up since the beginning.
0: <laughs> it's all right. It's uh, re- real early here today. Uh, we're doing it more early than last episode. We're doing it at 10 a.m. here on a Saturday uh, morning. Uh, this is episode 16, where our movie of the week is going to be the Prestige. So, if you see on YouTube and vid me the picture of Huge Jackman's uh, character uh, walking into some electricity uh, thingy, we'll talk about that <laughs> later on in the show. So, get strapped in and get ready for a big trouble and little podcast. Ronnie Dreams can kill a dream. Andy, what the hell have you been playing or watching?
1: Um, I accidentally started uh mind hunter i think you were telling me about it actually
0: mm-hmm. it
1: it was like the advertised thing when i started netflix and i meant to hit a different button but i accidentally hit start so the first episode started and i had paint on my fingers so i couldn't just pick the control up so i was like oh, i guess i'll see what this show's all about And i fell in love with it immediately and watched all of it over the next like four or five days or something
0: so you finished the whole uh, se- uh season i did so what did you think
1: I I liked it a lot, like, um, I think the best, the strongest episodes are the ones that Fincher directed, which I think are the first two and the last two, mm-hmm. and um, I like that there's not a lot of actors in it that I recognize, like, everyone's kind of nobodies, and that that's really good, and, like... Hmm, I'm trying to think it. Um, everyone who played all of the killers and the psychopaths and stuff, they did a really good job, like a creepily good job in certain places. The only the only complaint I have with it is something they did on purpose. So when I complain about it, people will be like, that was on purpose, so it's not really a downside. Is it ends on such a low point, and I realize that it's because there's going to be a season two, and that's not like everything is low. It's like it, it wraps up a couple story arcs and stuff, but I, I hate that at the end of season one, I really want to see season two, but I know I can't for a while because it leaves a lot dangling.
0: Mm-hmm. And they have uh, the the other the guy that you see throughout the whole season is the BTK uh, killer. I don't know if you noticed, like there was like snippets of this guy.
1: Yeah, I kept thinking that that was gonna become the main plot, but they never like even at the end, he's just he's still just out there doing his thing. Mm-hmm. It's creepy. It's creepy.
0: I, I thought that was a good creepy vibe to it. I I love how the first season is like, oh, this is serial serial killers. This is what we're gonna name, you know, all these people that have patterns when they're killing people, and um, the. The I forgot the serial killer's name, but near the end of the last episode, uh, where... Was it Ed? Is his name Ed? Oh, yeah, Ed Kemper. Yeah. Where uh, he felt betrayed by the, the FBI guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the whole time, I'm like, is he going to kill him? And he just, like... He, he was just messing with his mind and all that stuff. And I just love how the FBI agent, like, he was becoming them in a way but he wasn't killing anybody he was just thinking like them
1: you know the the job was clearly like messing him up psychologically and i think it's clear to everyone but it's like you know what he's doing is important and it's what matters to him how and when do you step in or 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 is he gonna realize oh i i'm you know messing myself up or whatever it's it's a really good show
0: there was many characters where I was like, "Oh, I liked them, and then out of nowhere, I'm like, you I fucking hate you now, yeah it, you you know what I'm talking about the his partner, and yeah uh... yeah, I went
1: back and forth with him, like so I understand his frustration sometimes, but one of the problems I had with that show is toward the end, like every character is pissed at every character all the time, and it's like you can't do this all the time you need you need to flip flop back and forth or something, but I understand that they they were they were getting to that point with each other, and they 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 tend to think it was the woman who turned them in, even though it was a uh, the the new guy and and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it's you know,
0: check it out, people. I, it's I, a I good. I get it
1: for the sake of drama, but but you, you you gotta you gotta push and pull, not just push.
0: Yeah, great writing. By the way, I like. I enjoyed the dialogue and everything. Totally. So, what else did did you do or? Watch or play,
1: um. But other than that, I all I really watched was like a bunch of "It's Always Sunny" reruns. But game wise, I uh,
0: they're getting rid of it, by the way. What's that? They're getting rid of that on Netflix.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that sucks. But whatever, it's gonna be on Amazon and Hulu still. So, but um, I tried to play Super Mario RPG on the Super Nintendo, and my save file was dead Uh because the battery was dead. So I had to crack the cartridge open. And I replaced the battery in it, and then resealed it and put it back together. And now I'm playing Super Mario RPG. I finally beat twenty sixteen's Doom. It took me—I don't know. I got—I got like more than halfway through the game, and then kind of walked away from it. But people have been talking about it so much because it just came out on the Switch. I decided to finish it. That mm. game's awesome, but everyone knew that it's a year old.
0: Yeah, um, I'm getting uh, Doom on the Switch eventually because I want to have it on the go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would have liked it on the go, but I, I went ahead and just beat it on the PS4, and I, I scratched at the Doom itch for now, so we'll see. Nice. The Super Mario RPG is my big project now.
0: And Rock Band 4, what's up with that?
1: Oh, I just, I I, I finished the campaign mode. I'm, I'm trying to, there's a bunch of games that I didn't beat that I'm trying to go back and finish. Those are two, Yakuza's one, and there's a couple others that are on the list, and I want to get to them before the end of the year. I want to start next year with a clean game slate.
0: Yakuza Zero is fucking on sale too. I should get that. Like, uh,
1: yeah, I was thinking about it, but I'd like to finish Kiwami first.
0: Man, there's so much fucking games and so little money. <laughs> yeah, and well, I gotta, I gotta keep in the mindset of uh, beating games before buying them. I, yep. Starting to starting to get into that little habit, and I like it a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to enforce that. It's. It's not completely sticking, but I'm getting there.
0: Yeah, it's like an addiction. Uh, I've been I finished uh, the Punisher two days ago. Oh. I watched thirteen hours straight of the Punisher, and uh, I fucking love it. I think John Berthall uh, is one of the best Punishers out there. Frank Castle's, and uh, have you ever seen the other Punisher movies?
1: Yeah, I saw the one with uh, uh Thomas Jane in it. I never saw the one that had uh, what's his name? Something Alexander or something, the guy from Rome. I wanted to see it, but I never did.
0: Yeah. Uh Punisher Warzone was okay. Like it ca- it captured the whole uh gruesome and like anger that Frank Castle had in, in that one. Uh Thomas Jane I felt was a little more not realistic of what Frank Castle was in the the comic. I just love that uh, John Travolta was the villain in that movie. Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's so weird.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you never see him as the villain. Actually, he was in Face Off. Never mind. Anyway, um, I recommend this because, one, the Marvel TV shows on Netflix are really good, besides the fact of uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, because they're not really... Interesting characters. I recommend Daredevil, I recommend The Punisher, and I recommend uh the Defenders and all that stuff because it captures the whole New York City hell's kitchen vibe that happened. Um What can I say about this show is that it captures his anger of his family getting killed. And that's not a spoiler because you know that's how the Punisher becomes a Punisher. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of twists and turns in that show, and, um, I don't know, it's the Punisher, he shoots and kills people. There's a lot of gruesome scenes in there, like, I was like, ooh, that hurt. There's a part where he gouges somebody's eyeballs and stuff, I was like, that's fucking awesome, but gross at the same time. Uh, but if you're a fan of John Berthel from The Walking Dead, he's amazing in this show. And there's a couple of uh, surprising actors out there. There was one girl who played uh, Catwoman in the old 60s Batman. She was in it.
1: Huh, that's neat.
0: Yeah. And, uh, fuck, there was somebody else. Anyway, never mind. It's a good show. Watch it on Netflix. Uh, I also recommend you watching Daredevil Season 1, Season 2 before you hitting The Punisher. 'Cause mm. it kinda goes back a little bit and you, you'll probably get confused on some episodes.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. But that's all I did. I I played some Mario Odyssey.
1: I was about to say no games, but yeah, I played some Mario Odyssey too, beat to will be honest.
0: Yeah. I'm like I said, I'm slowly taking in that game. I got to New Donk City.
1: And that's I real.
0: and I love that world
1: it's one of the best it really is like it's it's so strange seeing mario next to regular people but that world has a lot of the most fun to get moons like Mm. just just genuinely oh this is a blast kind of things
0: is it weird that two of probably my top five games in 2017 is gonna be nintendo games
1: I mean, me too. Zelda and Mario. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I want to keep people in suspense at the end of the year. I'm sure we'll do, uh, oh, there's your top whatever games. But, I mean, I, I think um, I think if you look at the last couple of years of the Wii U, they were kind of planning this. They were saying, let's put a lot of time into some really good games and have a good launch for our next system. And it, it just really paid off. Like Nintendo has a ton of people working there that really know what they're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Speaking of Nintendo, you, you didn't even. Did you mention that you're pre ordering Xenoblade?
1: I, I have it pre ordered now. Like, I was still thinking maybe I'll cancel it. I think I won it. I don't know. I watched. Uh, I belatedly went back and watched the Nintendo Direct for it because mm-hmm. I told myself I wouldn't because I was like, I'm not buying the game. I don't, I don't want to know anything about it. But I went back and watched it, and man, the game looks really cool. It doesn't look perfect. Like, I'm afraid I'll get it and start it and be like, you oh, know, this is a waste of my time. But I, I, I'm i pretty sure, looking at the other Xenoblades down the road, I could probably trade it in or something, I guess. But I want to believe it's going to be good. And honestly, it's about time for me to get a new Switch game anyway. Because Mario Odyssey, I'm starting to just pound it into the ground. I'm at, uh, I'm almost to 600 moons. And there's 999 in the game. So I'm getting to the point where all the ones that are left are either don't know where they are or they're just really hard to get.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm purposely looking for games that are like third party games that are gonna be going to the Switch should be like, I'll just wait for it to go there so that you know, I could just lay in my bed and play the game. Right. Rather- yeah, you know,
1: like it's 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 the perfect like apparently there's a couple games that have to take like small hits to graphics, totally worth it for portability. All all day long I will exchange perfect graphics to be able to take it to the airport, you know
0: speaking of graphics and uh frames per second do you know like like microsoft fanboys are like bragging about their xbox one x doing all this crazy 4k and i mean
1: the, the, it is a fact that it's the most powerful console on the market i mean you can't really argue with effect i i don't care about it like if someone came up to me and started bragging about it, I, I know, whenever, whenever, dude. But yeah they're right though i mean it is it Statistically, is. Statistically, on paper.
0: It took a while for them to do that, but <laughs> they did it. I, but the thing is, when it comes down to like the casual fan that likes to play games for fun, they're going to be like, man, that Nintendo Switch is $300, and I take it on the go? I think I'm going to go with that route. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, let's get into our uh, movie of the week. Andy, do you want to get into the Prestige?
1: The Prestige. This is the first time that we watched a movie that I had seen before, but I haven't seen it since like 2007 or 8 or something, so a lot of it was still fresh. It's, uh, what year does it take place? Do you remember?
0: Uh, I don't, I don't know. think it matters. During the Tesla years. <laughs>
1: um, it's like late 1800s. Yeah. I know that par- part of the game, or the game, part of the movie takes place in 1899, but it jumps around a lot in time-wise. Um it's about two guys who are studying to be famous magicians in, in England. And one of them, you think like they don't really show you a hundred percent. It's heavily implied that one of them is responsible for the other one's woman drowning in a, in a trick that goes wrong. Mm-hmm. So they end up hating each other and the rest of the movie is just them one upping the other one and, or trying to kill the other one.
0: Yeah. And,
1: um, I don't know. That's the that's the story in a nutshell. But it really, really uh, doesn't do justice to to how intricate and at times confusing the the plot really gets. Because the 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 framing mechanism is they the, one of them I'll say steals the other's diary, and then the the other one. I can't remember, like, buys it at auction or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so they're reading the diary, so it's told in a flashback and a flashback.
0: Yeah, that was a little confusing at the time.
1: It was very confusing to me. Like, I I think this movie has... uh, Let's just get some flaws out of the way first. I think this movie has two huge glaring flaws. First of all, the first, like, I don't know, 15 minutes or so is almost unbearable. Like, I was like, what did I like about this movie? I hated... I was just like, none of the characters are set up properly. They just, like, in my mind's eye, they were just Hugh Jackman and, uh, uh, Christian Bale for the longest time because I didn't know their characters' names until, like, half an hour in. And I don't know. I, I thought the beginning of the movie's really slow, but it, it's kind of important to set up the rest, which is above average. So I'll grant it that. And then the framing framing mechanism is really clever. It's almost like Lynchian and stuff like that. Cause mm-hmm. it's like three different timelines and there's like flashbacks and flashbacks, but it is, it's real easy to forget what time period you're looking at until like the last 45 minutes of that movie, because it's just, it's just hard to keep track of. It really is. And it's, it's a shame because it's cool and clever, and I want to be a smart guy and be like, I loved it. I followed it perfectly, but I didn't. A couple of times I was, oh, wait, what the, what year is it again? And then you, you kind of start using context clues to get back to where you need to be.
0: Well, I thought I was waiting for like a twist to happen where it's like, you know, when they were doing the flashbacks and stuff, I'm like, is this really happening? Is this a magic trick that... The whole thing, I'm like, this is a magician theme, so th- they kept on using the phrase look closely, and that stuck with me in the beginning because I looked at every scene, I was like, something's not right, something doesn't f- you know feel kosher at all, and everything. And I was like, watching, I was like, it kept on saying, watch closely. I'm like, all right, is it what's gonna happen now? And eventually, you start to see, you start to pick up on things like. You know, the fingers cut off. Uh, you see gloves. You see, uh, especially when you go into, like, Tesla's, uh, machine that he makes for huge Jackman's character and all that stuff, especially with the top hat, when you find it, you find that, uh, scene, uh... That's one of my
1: favorite scenes, when he goes outside and hears the cats fighting.
0: Yeah, and I was like, hmm, you know, because then the beginning starts to make a little bit more sense, a little bit, uh... But anyway, a lot of what Christopher Nolan movies, he likes to start in the middle of something. He never does yeah. an intro at I mean, all.
1: I, I get why he does that. He follows, um, I, I heard, I think it was on Red Letter Media, someone was calling uh, Christian Bale, like the smart person's Michael Bay. And I get it, like Michael Bay makes a bunch of just explosion-y cleavage garbage for the, the masses. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale kind of makes smarter movies for for as many people as possible and the structure of his movies I think speaks to that because it follows Do you mean um, Nolan
0: by the way? You keep on saying Christian Bale.
1: Oh yeah, sorry Nolan, <laughs> that was weird, but um, I didn't mean to say that but uh, he, he does I I mean these movies didn't invent it but I always think about it as the Bond movie structure. Every James Bond movie starts with like a big action sequence and sometimes it has nothing to do with the plot but at least in uh nolan's movies it does it it always has something to do with the plot sometimes at the expense of linearity he jumps ahead and shows you oh this is this is cool this is going to happen an hour down the road can't you wait but you have to grab the audience immediately
0: mm-hmm. and I,
1: I think i think the prestige uh that that he didn't do that this time i think that was a shame like they show you some magic tricks and they talk about the the box where you drown but it's it's not thrilling it's not like right off the bat there's a gunfight in a in a tumbling armored car or anything like that you know
0: yeah i got confused at times because both christian uh well alfred (laughs) kind of (laughs) funny that his name is alfred and he's bruce wayne in in the other movie but anyway
1: and then michael caine is also in this movie (laughs) yeah
0: I I find it funny that Christopher Nolan likes to use his uh, core actors in all his movies.
1: Yeah, a lot of directors do that nowadays. Mm -hmm. Scorsese is is a huge,
0: huge uh, proponent of that. Yeah. So the whole time I thought, like, Alfred and Robert Andrews, uh, like, they were learning to be magician under Cutter in the beginning. But then you find out that they're both different magicians that are competition with each other and uh, that was the confusing part like they were competing against each other but they were always part of the act especially when they're tying the knot on Angel's wife and all that stuff mm. but I guess all, magi- all magicians work together and all that stuff to help each other out um, I do like the uh the bird tricks and all that stuff—you find out like most of them they kill the bird.
1: <laughs>
0: That's a bummer. Yeah, and then the, like the Sarah, Sarah's nephew picks up on it. He's like, "What happened to his brother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, dead." But do you want to start getting into spoiler territory? Or is there anything else you want to talk about? Oh, um, real mm-hmm. surprise—fucking David Bowie being Tesla. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, we can talk about the actors, is what I wanted to do next. I, uh... I, I think this is, uh... I think this is my favorite Hugh Jackman role.
0: hmm Well, he's always been fucking Wolverine. And uh, I think what came to mind was, like, Van Helsing. <laughs> when I was watching this, too, I was like... I had a little bit Van Helsing vibes because of the, uh, top hats and all that stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah, so... I was wondering if that movie came out at the same time as this movie. This movie came out in what year? 2006. 2006. Now let me go look up uh, Van Helsing.
1: I think it's Jackman's best role. It's my favorite Hugh Jackman role. I don't know if it's his best. but uh, and, and David Bowie is great in everything. It's a real crime that he didn't act more. Uh, the man who fell to earth was boring, but not because of his acting. He was the best part of that movie. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean fucking Labyrinth. Come on.
0: Yeah. Like when he first came out, I was like, Is that really David Bowie? <laughs> and then his and then he started speaking, I'm like, That's fucking David Bowie.
1: I didn't know that you didn't know that David Bowie was in this movie. That's really that's really funny. Well Yeah, but he's 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 the coolest part of this movie. He's such a cool motherfucker in this movie.
0: Yeah. Like when this movie came out, I was like, I'm not really into magician stuff, so like I ignored it, mm. not thinking that Christopher Nolan did this, and I, it's a shame. I should have watched it when it first came out. Great movie. Yeah, that's, what,
1: what, that's what drew me to it, was the director.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Serkis is in this movie.
1: Yeah, that was the one. The first time I saw this movie, I don't think I really knew who he was, and this time I was watching, I was like, is that Andy circus?" And it's weird because you're not used to seeing his face so often. But yeah, it's obviously him.
0: Mm-hmm. And then Scarlett Johansson.
1: Too. Everyone in this movie does a good job.
0: Yeah. Scarlett Johansson did a great job.
1: She did an okay job. She, she was the only one I wasn't completely smitten with her performance, but
0: mm-hmm. whatever. I wonder, do we want to get, are we in spoiler territory now?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think we've covered all the, the primary stuff. And as usual, if you're listening to this and you're like, I might watch this movie. This is the time you should go watch it because this movie has got... We've been watching... Th- this month has been like heavy movie month because everything's got these big
0: spoilers. Yeah. So the first twist is when Anger gets the uh, Tesla machine and the Tesla machine is pretty much... he transport It, it clones uh an item or a person uh so the whole act was the transported man and that was like the big trick of uh alfred's uh thing and then you that's the second twist down the road where you find out how he does it because anger the whole time is like how does he do it i don't get it And what's his what's his trick what's you know how's he doing it so, eventually, Anger, you know, gets this Tesla machine, and in the beginning of the movie, um, is where you see the Tesla machine happen, and you see Hugh Jackman's character go through a trapdoor and into a, uh, like a, a tub of water, or like a glass container, and it locks, and he dies in it, and, uh, Christian Bale's character goes to court, and this is how they tell the story in a way. And um, he, the whole time I'm like, well, why did he just stand there and let him die? And then you find out, like, there was bad blood and all that shit that was happening. And I mean, then that-
1: reviews later, he did, like, you know, where's the key and stuff like that. Like, he wasn't going going to just let him die, he was...
0: Yeah, but they left, they left that out in the beginning of the the movie. Yeah,
1: at the beginning they left it out. Later yeah. on, you
0: find out. Yeah, you find out that he, you know, didn't want to really let him die in there. And he just thought the trick was gone wrong or something. But anyway, the twist is that he was cloning himself. And every time he did the trick, he would keep the uh, the original guy who goes to the machine in that water. And then they would dump the body oh. somewhere. Which was weird as hell. Uh do you want to get into the second twist on Anger's uh not Anger, uh Alfred's trick? Uh
1: you mean the the, 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 Found part the end? Turns yeah out, brother.
0: Yeah, yeah. That the uh, when um uh, when he was getting sentenced to death pretty much. I thought this was really, really good because the whole time sour was like Oh, you actually mean I love you this time, and I'm like, why does she keep on saying that? It's kind of mean to say to somebody, you know, when you know your your loved one, you know, saying I love you, and you're like, oh, that's not real. And I I wondered why she did that, and why she killed herself in a way. I thought she killed herself because of Scarlett Johansson.
1: Yeah, because of the affair. Like that, that's what I got out of it.
0: Yeah, and then um. When you find out at the end where Fallon was pretty much uh, the brother of Alfred. I guess, what was his name? Was his name actually Fallon? Or did he have a different name? Did they ever go into that?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't think they ever named him.
0: Yeah. They left so, so, uh, like certain hints. Like Scarlett Johansson, when she gave the diary... To Andrew, uh he's like, Well, what's going on there? And he's like, Well, he uses two people. Do you think she was telling him the truth like there was two brothers? You think because she she ends up not liking Anger anyway because she she was being used. So she
1: tries to tell him at some point, Oh, it's a double, I saw the makeup and blah blah blah. Yeah, but
0: do you but think at teacher- some point that she knows that there's two brothers?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think she realized that it was two brothers. I think she thought the makeup was to make a double look like Alfred, but in fact, it was to make Alfred's brother look like Fallon. Is what all that makeup was for.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and I, I thought that was a good hint too, because it like, she's like, oh yeah, there's a, uh, you know, there's beards and stuff. There's like disguises and you know, they might use a, a double and all that stuff. And I'm like, something's a little off at the moment and then there's another hint where uh he talks to uh, well alfred talks to us in a way but it's actually fallon and he's like "Uh, i need you to take sarah to the zoo and i'm like well that's kind of fucked up you're gonna go do your magician stuff and leave your daughter with your assistant to the zoo and all that stuff she wants to go with her father and I, i i was like Something's still off a little bit, and then when that twist at the end, where you find out that it's they're both the uh, identical twins. Yeah, I thought that was really awesome. What's your take on it?
1: I uh, I mean I I, I like the twist as well. It wasn't as much of a twist this time, obviously since I'd seen the movie before. The twist that I remembered most distinctly is that it turned out that Tesla's machine didn't transport people it just duplicate well people and things it was duplicating them
0: mm-hmm. that
1: that's that's the most memorable twist of the movie to me is the the realization that in order to perform this trick every night uh andrews has to either kill himself or duplicate it himself like that scene where he's testing it and then the guy's standing there and there's the pistol that he set out that's that's terrifying man that's that's something else
0: yeah uh I think I thought it captured the whole um, Tesla and Edison battle too. Was cool a little yeah,
1: bit. It shows it shows you that that cutthroat nature and the I didn't realize this until I was reading about it on IMDb. There's a they go see that Tesla exhibition and that guy shouting about how dangerous it is. He's one of the guys later that is coming to Colorado Springs to like run Tesla out of town.
0: Mm-hmm. And I thought the whole. Uh, the light bulb uh, uh like field stuff and he's like, Well where's the wire? And then uh the the part where Tesla, he actually meets Tesla and he lights the the light bulb in his hand. He's like, Well how are you doing this? He's like, We're all we all we could use our own electricity in our bodies to uh you know, light light stuff because Tesla was all about free energy and all that stuff and then Edison yeah. came along and was like, Oh, uh we we don't need that we need to monetize it yeah
1: yeah edison i mean that's all real like he had ideas about beaming electricity in the homes and and all this like non-wired stuff and it's it's an interesting period in history it's for sure
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and then tesla magically you know dies and his his inventions get stolen but that's another thing to talk about down the road mm-hmm. <laughs> um you never really know who the the good guy and the bad guy is in this movie. It keeps on changing all the time. Like you, you actually have feelings for Andrew because uh you think that Alfred purposely did the knot to kill his wife.
1: Yeah, my my sympathy flip-flopped throughout the whole movie. Like I was never 100% sure who I was rooting for, and I think that's part of the the most thrilling thing in the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. And then uh Oh, that was another thing, too. In the beginning, like, when Alfred kept on saying, I don't know which knot I did, and I was like, why does he keep on saying that? And I actually felt the anger from Anger about, like, what do you mean you don't know? (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, down the road, it probably was his brother who did it, and he doesn't really know what knot he did. So, in a way, he was telling the truth. Yeah uh what do you think about his his diary do you think that that was pretty much a ruse right like it was to make him think that was something but it wasn't really anything
1: yeah i like to think that um like he says in the diary oh i don't know what knot i tied i have put it over in my head a million times and blah, blah 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 but later it turns out that the the diary was written as as, as a fuck you. Like, he knew that it was going to get stolen or, or bought or whatever, so he maybe he put it in there uh, knowing he'd read it or something. It's so hard to decide because the, that, the realization that they knew that the diaries were going to be read turns huh. the the narrative on its head because now you don't know if you have an unreliable narrator or not.
0: Yeah. It was a big, like... Trying to overtop each other throughout the whole fucking movie, and I, I kind of love that Alfred at the end, or his brother, like, got the last laugh pretty much, because you know Andrew was like, huh, "I got this machine, I'm gonna be fucking famous now," uh, you know. I I'm he didn't make his uh, Alfred's wife kill herself, but he also feels the same pain of losing somebody. Uh, now I got his daughter, like. He, start, he in the end he kind of became the villain in some way because you did have sympathy for Alfred at the end because he was innocent all along, and when you see Alfred's brother you know shoot him and then pretty much look him in the face and you know give the last fuck you, I yeah. thought that was pretty awesome, yeah, and uh I don't know. This definitely goes up in my uh, Christopher Nolan good movies. I think it goes over Memento at this point. I thought this was a little bit more better than Memento. Mm, It it would never be better as Inception or uh, Interstellar, in my opinion. Those are my two top favorite Christopher Nolan movies. Ah. Yeah. Nolan, great director. I think he's gonna be one of the one of the greatest, you know, later down the road. I hope he makes more movies.
1: <laughs> I'm sure he will.
0: Yeah. Do you have anything else to talk about this movie? Did we miss anything?
1: I don't think so. I think we uh, we're pretty thorough on this guy.
0: Yeah. I like how they looked at the Asian magician. By the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh the, the, that that was based on a real character. There was a guy. Who dressed as a Chinese man to perform a magical uh, a magic act in London and he actually died because of uh, the catch-a-bullet trick was messed up mm-hmm. and the very the, the first and last time he ever spoke English on stage was he said my god I've been shot and then he fell over dead it was the only time he ever said English on stage like he stayed in character whenever he was performing yeah. and in public so that was based on that guy, like that actually existed.
0: Now, do you think, because <laughs> they explain like his whole, you know, being crippled kind of thing was part of the act. Well, at least Alfred does. Mm. And uh I know Hugh Jackman was trying to like walk like a cripple while having a goldfish ball between his legs. Yeah. Like, do you think that's how he did it? Or like you think we'll never find out because the magician never tells the secrets and all that stuff
1: i don't know if in the movie that's how he did it but in real life apparently there's it imdb explains it and it's a little confusing it's like the bowl is on the table all along it's part of the table has like a frame that breaks away whenever you hold the cloak in front of it look it up It, it explains how it's done but i I didn't absorb it as much as I could have. But mm. apparently the way it was done in real life is not like that. But that's not to say that that, that way wasn't possible also.
0: Yeah. And during his time, like, magicians were, like, a big act back in the day. Like, I like how when uh, Anger inj- injures that one person because uh, Christian Bale's character sabotages his trick, with the bird cage and all that stuff and breaks that lady's fingers and all that stuff. Um, he's like, now I have to hire a comedian. I hate comedians. <laughs> like, Comedians weren't big back then, but somehow magicians were. I guess because of the shock value. And sometimes they want to see people get hurt because of the, the, the bullet trick, catch the bullet. Yeah. Yeah. I actually felt bad for some of uh Alfred's uh shows because they're like this is boring as fuck with the 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 rings and stuff. He was like doing simple tricks. Yeah. And he's like, you want to see something really cool? And then the bullet trick happened. Yeah, I don't know what to say anymore about this film. I just it's a good fucking film. Uh there is flaws how Andy was putting it before, but it is on Netflix. If you want to check it out. Do you have any final thoughts?
1: Um Good movie.
0: Good, Good movie. movie. So next week, we are going to be doing syncrasy City. I always fuck it up, but it's Synocracy. I don't know. <laughs> You'll see it on the screen next week. Uh, this is one of the movies, again, that I've seen already, but I want Andy to see. Oh. And it has a couple of twists and turns and might confuse you, Andy, because there's time travel involved.
1: Dun, dun,
0: dun. So, uh, get ready for that next week. Um, there is no news this week that mattered to us. Uh, do you want to quickly talk about maybe Destiny 2 and Bungie? There's a
1: lot to explain. Um, there's been lots of kerfuffles recently with, uh, involving loot boxes and also just just transactions after a game is bought. Mm -hmm. And, uh bungie got caught recently i guess they had a big event where if you you teamed up with clan mate, clanmates, you got extra experience but well, people noticed that as they were doing it they were getting experience slower and slower and slower which isn't what was advertised to happen that's not what was supposed to happen uh-huh. and uh people called them on it and then they came out and said oh we admit the experience system isn't working as it's supposed to uh it was an accident and everyone's like yeah an accident i'm sure it was guys <laughs> it's it's just it's just a real shitty like this on the tail of the entire uh star wars battlefront bullshit and and after uh shadow of war kind of got people's attention i mean like the star wars thing it made like real news like He's on the Today Show and shit like that. So,
0: Yeah, nobody's talking are about are starting
1: that. to really pay attention to that.
0: Nobody's talking about that anymore. Like, about, like, buying this game. Like, I think they really hurt their sales, and they're not talking about it right now.
1: I hope so. I hope it hurt... That's the only way that they're going to get the message, is if people see this controversy and say, Oh, well, then I won't buy
0: hmm Yeah, so, I fucking gaming man like keep it simple give us a fucking game let us have fun why we gotta fucking have all these loot boxes and like experience points and all that stuff
1: games are a service and they want to keep making money on it but they also want to charge you $60 up front Mm -hmm. I mean they're not gonna get rid of that but they want to keep making money after the fact too because
0: yeah they want to give me a 25% uh, game done and you'll get the rest of it when uh you know with these updates and stuff it's fucking yep. stupid but um let's get into some common attractions andy i see you updated the list here
1: yeah there there's not much on it um being that christmas is coming up and black friday passed it was yesterday mm-hmm. Most stuff was already out as far as games go. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 hits December 1st. So I'm trying to decide if I'm going to pick that up myself. Other than that, I couldn't find a lot of games that are coming out.
0: No. Like you said, uh, Black Friday came. So you get all the recent games that came out in October and uh, November. They're there. Uh, Movies is where it gets big in December. (laughs)
1: On the other hand, many movies will come out in December. I tried to keep it light. Like, it's real tempting to put a bunch of other stuff on here. Really, Shape of Water doesn't even need to be on there. December 8th, Shape of Water, the new Guillermo del Toro movie. I'm excited about it, but you could be forgiven if you haven't heard of it or if you aren't interested in seeing it. Uh, December 1st, before that, is Disaster Artist. That's uh, James Franco's take on Tommy Wiseau making The Room. hmm uh December 15th there is a movie coming out. It's probably going to be pretty independent. I don't know if a lot of people are going to go see it. uh the, the Star Wars, The Last G- Jedi, I think it's called Jedi. Um, <laughs> I it's uh I I think some small company made it. Um something to do with with uh
0: yeah, I heard uh, Mark Hamill, the guy who stars in the Joker the Joker in the, yeah, the Batman yeah, Mark, animated.
1: Mark Hamill, best known for his role in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back as um as a a cog knocker.
0: <laughs> and uh, you know I don't know who else in this film is like I said, it's an ind- like you said, it's an independent
1: Yeah, it's it's real small. It's a real small movie, but uh I think some people are excited about it. It it might garner a meager following come December 15th when it releases to the masses. Tickets available now.
0: Yeah. And uh you know they have like swords that you know have light in it and all that stuff. I don't know. I don't know if you're into that like sword fighting stuff in space. Maybe. It's like Highlander in space kind of. <laughs> um yeah. When that's coming attractions. Uh, it's a short show today, like I said. Not a, not a lot of news because of Black Friday and Thanksgiving just happened. By and the way, we're gonna ha-
1: skip skip deal of the week because I mean it's everywhere. It's yesterday was Black Friday, Today's Small Business Saturday, and Monday is Cyber Monday. So if you can't find a deal on your own, you're you're helpless. Get <laughs> out there, and by get out there, I mean get online. If you went out and shopped during Black Friday, you're doing it wrong, buddy. You just just get on get on get on the internet there
0: mm-hmm um how was your thanksgiving by the way did you eat a lot of uh, turkey yeah
1: it was great i of course i did that's that's all i did
0: <laughs> yeah i ate food and watched a lot of punisher that's all i did
1: i started, started more rpg that day
0: nice all right i again next week's movie is synchro city so uh it's on netflix. on netflix yep it's on netflix so watch it and be prepared next week and thanks for listening to episode 16 of Big Trouble and Little Podcast. Remember to subscribe to us on YouTube and VidMe. And, uh, yeah. Until next time, see you guys later.
1: Yeah.